Hey, please go to the end of the podcast for a listener warning statement, but don't play backwards or else you might summon a demon. Welcome to the Insubordinate Teacher Podcast, and on this episode, we continue our conversation about ethics and the classroom. And why continue the conversation? Well, because we haven't finished talking about Meryl Streep yet. It's true, we got a couple of complaints about how badly we got Mamma Mia wrong. So, we're going to take care of it. We're ethical people. So listen in on David, Stone, Christine, and the half-man we call Cyrus as we continue our conversation about ethics and whether or not we can really teach it in our schools or maybe we're a little bit bound by social conventions. And if you're an insubordinate teacher, well, you know what social conventions are like. It's all like, do this, do that, follow my instructions, don't do anything different, you gotta do what I do. (laughs) So, if you like that level of intelligent conversation, you're gonna love this episode. Welcome to the Insubordinate Teacher Podcast. And we're doing things a little bit backwards this time. So this is part two of um, Dave's Hot Takes. Uh, That's because the first part of Dave's Hot Takes took so long. Uh, Part (laughs) of that was because, Dave? Because I I can't get to the point. Oh, uh, (laughs) why why are you bashing yourself, for God's sake? (laughs) Why? Why did you say that? Because he had a good teacher. Right, David. No, why? Why are you saying that? I've heard I need to be more concise and, and get to the point. Okay, put that out of the way. But there was a lot. There was a lot of good stuff, you know. And mm-hmm. I decided that maybe it should be uh, two episodes instead of one. Okay. Right. You okay. were, you you know, you were highly um, um, enjoyable to listen to. Oh, mm-hmm. thank so, you. So I don't I'm know like, why 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 would you automatically put yourself down? I just I just expect. Uh, that I'm the not worst. doing a good job. I don't know. <laughs> People love you, David. Okay. People well, love nice. you. Favorite. Yeah. That's very nice. So did you did you feel like, hey, this was this is going off the rails? What does this have to do with ethics? <laughs> like I, I genuinely, I like wherever you're gonna take us. I'm just I'm just along for the ride at this point. Mm-hmm. I, so you're 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 like yeah. somebody who's been abducted. And you're like, yeah. I hope, I hope we're going to a, a tropical place. Never go to a second location. I hope it's a nice tropical place that we're going to. You know, when where this they blindfold serve. comes off, I hope. Yes, it's, it's <laughs> nice there better be sun. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like a pina colada. <laughs> yes, <laughs> for me. <laughs> but two straws, one for me, one for you. <laughs> But double the size. Yeah. (laughs) So um, uh, what was the, you know, I know we have, and we're doing this, we're doing this kind of backwards because we've done the second half. So we're kind of doing the first half and we've already done the second half. Um, And and we're going to hear your wrap up. um, Although it's already been done. Of course. But a question for for everyone. I mean, what was, uh, what what was the point of what we were doing in terms of uh, teaching ethics? was the point of the conversation we had yeah well we were talking about i think a a big thing was um whether schools are actually suitable places for the teaching of ethics and whether they're actually meeting that that goal of that was that's that's in the conversation you're going to hear in the second half but in the first half 
Okay. And we were talking about Meryl Streep and everything like that. What, what, what was yeah. the point of that? But California. <laughs> so yeah. Hollywood. It was pandering. It was <laughs> yeah. pandering. pandering. <laughs> but besides that, if, 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 okay. if, if I may say, right, mm-hmm. the important part about ethics is that it's not a, it's not a rule. Of course, you do teach children rules. I mean, you know, and when we say that it's, it's not supposed to be about, you know, thou shalt and thou shalt not, there are still some aspects of what we teach at school that are thou shalt and thou shalt not, right? Mm-hmm. Like what? What would be a thou shalt that you would teach to your kids or thou shalt not that are based on uh, laws i don't know why cyrus is smiling like he thinks i'm trying to trap david in something i'm not this isn't the trap Dave. this is not the trap david show no not at all no not at all now, david you don't have to answer this cyrus can answer it christine can answer okay uh, uh, thou shalt raise your hand please mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, but if you say thou shalt raise your hand, what, why, what's the point? Why should yeah, it's always not, not interrupt other students? Yeah. It's about politeness, I guess. And making sure the class, you should, a, a student should never interrupt another student. Should I think most cases. teachers would say that. Yeah. yeah never. Yeah. A child should never be it interrupted. Happens all the the time. Should never be interrupted. Okay. I've got a good one. Thou, thou shalt not bring a gun to school or any That's other weapons, one. even in the zombie yeah. apocalypse. Uh, then there are no rules in the zombie apocalypse. Oh, there's still rules in the zombie apocalypse. Thou shalt not let a zombie bite you. Okay, all right. That that's a big. Yeah. So that's more of a suggestion. Yeah. <laughs> Strong suggestion. If, if all Strong. your friends were getting bitten by zombies, would you yeah. want to get bit by a zombie as well? No. Yes. I want to no. be a part of the zombie gang. Yes. Oh yeah. no. <laughs> Seems like there's, fun. Yeah. There's there's a lot of things that we like. We could say okay, thou shalt not discriminate. Mm-hmm. Against mm-hmm. against religions, thou shalt not discriminate uh, against race, right. right? You could you could say or gender. Like what? Or gender? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> you know, you can you can say things like that, right? But you can't mm. say things like, "All right, if if you say, look, a rule in our society is thou shalt not kill." Mm-hmm. Is that really a rule in our society? Or thou shalt ki- or thou shalt keep you know your hands to yourself. Is that really a rule mm-hmm. in our society? Not for everyone. No, it's on the does, books, but yeah, no but one does, follows does, it. But but does the state have like uh, does the state have the right to kill? Does the state have a right to put their hands on you? Well, yeah. The state has according to the law. State, yeah, yeah, they do, right? Yeah. So so there's some things that the older you get, yeah, you might start with thou shalt, but the older you get, the more you start questioning these things, and that's where ethics yeah. comes becomes the lens into into you know into morals right Mm -hmm. and so you know what we did there with that discussion on meryl streep oh and by the way yeah did you call you no no i have to say this because there was a complaint (gasps) Mm -hmm. Uh uh-oh a complaint about dave and christine Uh uh-oh about your understanding and interpretation of mama mia Oh, I see. Big complaint. And I don't want to say who it is. Okay. Yeah. It was my daughter, Roxanne. Uh, Well, it turns out I I had been watching Rock of Ages all this time. I'd just been (laughs) in the wrong DVD case. So (laughs) there's my excuse. So so what was the complaint? 
Oh, I thought we'll you guys to were totally it. wrong. That was that was not the movie whatsoever. No, yeah. not the movie of yeah. what? No, of Mamma Mia. You guys, Mama just, Mia. you guys, just you, what you described was not Mamma Mia. In fact, she went on was, a long rant. I, I admit that. I yeah, admit that. she went on a long rant, and I said, "Why don't you like record it and we'll put it on the podcast?" Yeah, and she said, I, I "Because I like Dave and Christine, and I don't want them oh. to know it's me." And I said, oh. "All right, then I'll just say it was you." <laughs> okay, and, and here we are. You okay. right? So, so next time you see her, <laughs> yeah. I really wanted that recording. <laughs> okay, what was I saying? Why, where, where? Oh no, yeah, where yeah. Were you? So, so, so yeah. When when you're looking at something like that, <laughs> you, you, you know, the three people, like the Sophie's Choice, mm-hmm. is is there like a right answer to that? I think I gave the right answer. Yes. In no, in, real, in, like, in, 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 in realsies. Do, do you in think realsies. In realsies. In realsies. It's, it's, it's an impossible yeah. choice. That's what yeah. Sophie's Choice is all about. It's impossible. It's impossible. Either way, you lose. No matter but what if, you but choose. In, in Sophie's Choice. Fa- yeah, okay, go on. You're going to sacrifice <laughs> You lose. You do. You do. Because <laughs> you've got to make an impossible choice between Two children that you love, wrong, and one has to go. How in the world does a mother do that? Didn't she make? Didn't, didn't she make the choice based on? Yeah, the the, the one of them was going to go to a work camp, and one was going to be killed, and she she picked the boy to live. Yeah. Ah. because the because the boy had a better chance of of, of surviving of, so, the work camp. Yeah, mm-hmm. that I think because I think, cause, I think cause he, was, yeah, he was he was older and yeah. Right. Yeah. I think I think that was part of it. So she, yeah. she there was a it wasn't just an eeny, meeny, miny, mo. It no, wasn't. But, a, yeah, it wasn't no. a, like, you know, oh, oh, it was a calculation. No, yeah. No. How can any parent live with knowing that they, no, they can't their child to death? Yeah. You no, know? they can't. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I mean, the, the one answer you could have in a situation like that is I'm not choosing that. You're a fucking psychopath. Yeah. And, and then just, she would have blown and just they kill would us have all. all died. Yeah. And just yeah. kill us all. Okay, well, the only way you could deal with a psychopath anyway. Yeah, that's <laughs> really? true. I guess I would have chosen that. Yeah. Wrong. So, Dave, the correct answer was you jump in the pool and you drown yourself. Oh, yeah, that uh, was the correct answer. <laughs> right. Creating a land yeah. bridge with your body. <laughs> oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. Okay. But anyway, no. The, the the point is is that how you know when you make a decision like that, it's you don't say okay, I'm going to go with age, mm. right? Because if you say you're going with age. Um, and you say, of course, I would take the young, younger first. Yeah, I would agree with that. That would be my decision, you know, 99% of the time. You go with, yeah, with the younger person. Yeah, child. Oh, you do. <laughs> no, 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 no. Honestly, you do, right? Especially if you're, I don't, I, like, I, I would have always been that way. I would have always been I, that way in saying, like, um, you know, if, uh, you know, I'm 40 and I'm with somebody who's, like, 16 or 14 or 12, I'd say, well, I've lived my life more. You know, you, you need yeah. to have a chance, right? Yeah, yeah, of course. But there have been situations where people say like, all right, well, who's more important to society? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I, I mean would... me. Society would, you know, I think that the majority of, of people would say that youth Wrong. have, you know, have the, deserve the Wrong. chance to have, you know, Wrong. the opportunities to, to survive. Wrong. But now, but now we've thrown into the ridiculous scenario that David knows what a yeah. gift Meryl Streep 
is going to be. That's true. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that these two may just become stinking medical doctors, right? That's all yeah. we know, yeah. right? <laughs> and lawyers. But we, got, but we got tons of those. What we're missing yeah. is amazing actors and lifeguards, <laughs> apparently, in the scenario. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can I say that I looked up on Google who did Sophie choose? And the Google answer made me laugh because it said, Sophie chose Ava and had been haunted by his action ever since. After Sophie told Stingo, Stingo, I guess his name is Yeah, Stingo. Stingo. Yeah, yeah, he's a character. She and Stingo had sex. And that's how it ends. Wait, 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 whoa, whoa, whoa. Who did she pick? Did you pick the the daughter? Ava. She picked Ava. Yeah. She picked the son or the daughter? No, the, the little girl went away. She she picked Ava to to die to go essentially yes okay yeah, boy, yeah yeah so the boy lived okay yeah yeah and then yeah. as as one does during one of those exhausting ethical choices you have sex <laughs> yeah that's just the way it ended no it's no like, no oh no it was because she she Stingo one of the characters in the movie asked her what happened and Stingo. you know after one of the, her. <laughs> Yeah, so that, she's like, recalling it. Stingo recalling. sounds like uh, sounds like somebody in like the Bazooka Joe gang. I don't know why they called him. Stingo. I didn't write the novel. William Styron did. So. <laughs> What's Stingo doing over there? <laughs> He's asking who's great, Sophie and chose. A, and a great reference right there, the Bazooka Joe Bazooka gang. Joe. Yeah, yeah. Thirty years. Nailing it with these Bazooka like Joe. topical references. <laughs> Woo, Man, so okay. Stone on Loke is about you connecting with the youth, right? <laughs> no, you're. Wait, is it? I can't remember. <laughs> so, David, after you, um, yeah. After we did the podcast, after we did the episode, yes. And after you made that difficult choice, is there any chance that there's going to be another baby on the way? <laughs> what? He's like, what? wow, what a segue. He's... Exactly. Well, I know, like. Well, because in the movie Sophie's Choice, when she told him about the choice, mm-hmm. her and Stinky had sex. Stinky. Stingo, Stinky, whatever, <laughs> had sex, right? But she didn't get pregnant. Well, it doesn't matter. So, what I'm saying is that difficult ethical choice, oh. David, did, did that turn you on? So because I let Meryl Streep die, I have to bring another life into the world to balance it out. No, I mean, like, I mean, like, thing? did it did it get you excited? Oh my god. You two just knock did it you, off. Did you why am I included in this? Exactly. Oh my god. Did you oh my did god. you walk into the bedroom oh my god. and just say oh I made a god. choice? <laughs> I'm ready oh to make god. a choice. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. What oh my podcast oh am I on? Oh my god. Jeez. David. David. Please save me, Christine. Oh yeah. Oh my god. I I'm trying. Oh I really God. am. I know. I'm not. I'm not making it easy. I know. But please, please try hard. That's enough. That's enough, oh Christopher. Okay, now. that's Move enough. On. All right, we're oh moving on. Okay, God. so thank oh you very much God. for that, guys. And then we'll, uh, oh we'll just uh, go into oh the second half. Thank you. Okay. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Oh my right. God. Oh my 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 God. I'm gonna be honest with you. I stopped listening like 15 minutes ago. So let's pretend this is a segue. Okay, it's really important that before we do any kind of corrections corner at all, it's very important to point out 
that um, when we were talking about Kramer versus Kramer and mm-hmm. David and I were reenacting a scene, I don't yeah. want Christine to make it seem like we weren't doing anything accurate or inauthentic. Mm-hmm. So uh, we we found uh, a trailer for uh, Kramer versus Kramer. And uh, <laughs> Christine, we're going to play it now so you hear it so that you don't think that Dave and I were totally bang on. Uh, okay. Sorry, can you play the trailer, please? Sure. All right, a little closer together. Come on, smile. That's it. Hold it. Isn't this terrific? Oh, is this terrific? Columbia I miss Pictures my mom. presents Dustin Hoffman and Meryl Streep in Kramer oh, versus Mrs. Kramer. Mrs. Kramer, what are you doing in this? It's the men's bathroom. What are you doing, Mrs. Kramer? I'm leaving you. <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry. What did you say? I'm leaving you. Okay, that sounds better. Your voice sounded different for a second. What? What? Circle squares, apples. Oh, I, 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 don't, I don't know what you're talking about, Billy. I'm a man. This is confusing me. It's over. I've won this case. <laughs> I, well, that's why we're here in court, Miss. We're here in court because it's over, Mrs. Kramer. All the other mothers were there before you. I'm not the mother. I'm playing Dustin Hoffman. David. David's playing me on Rail Street. Talk to David, not me. Listen. We're done. Oh, uh, Mrs. Kramer, I know we're done, Mrs. Kramer, of course, but like, why are you in the men's bathroom? Yeah, wow, eh? This is what the ladies' bathroom looks like. You wait till your mom finds out we were in the ladies' bathroom. I just got impatient, you know, sometimes. <laughs> Don't laugh about that, Mrs. Kramer. This is gonna cost you Billy. I'm getting Billy. Listen, you. <laughs> I love you, little Billy. I love you. Love you, Billy. Daddy loves you. Kramer versus Kramer. It's going to be a good movie. It takes place in the 1970s, and David plays Meryl Streep. It's, it's going to be good. Watch it. So I, I think, you know, that was pretty bang on. Speaks for itself. Doesn't yeah. it? Right? So, yeah. yeah. So Excellent. please do not add anything in your corrections corner about our excellent portrayal, um, portrayal of Kramer versus Kramer. Mm-hmm. It, it was yeah. stupendous. Oscar nominated. We stupendous. really channeled them. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, we got talent, man. Yeah. Mm. All right. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I guess we have to wake up. It's time for more of the insubordinate teacher. Welcome back to the insubordinate teacher podcast. And on this episode, this was Dave's hot takes. And uh, Dave, how did you uh, feel at the end of that hot takes? Good at the end, uh, yeah. not as good <laughs> throughout, but I think I, I think I made it through. Why? I just, I'm just like, I'm, I'm tightening up. I'm always like ready for you to throw something at me. I felt, I felt you were loosey goosey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your I'm Meryl sure. Streep imitation sure was, comes was across. perfect. Was perfect. You <laughs> yeah, were, you yeah, were yeah. clearly, you know, considering every angle of the ethical dilemmas that were being thrown mm-hmm. at you. Right. Well, I'm so worried that you're gonna throw like. 10 curveballs. I know you got, like... you got a little bit nervous when I mentioned the Holocaust. That is per mm. usual. You get I nervous always. about that. <laughs> like I'm somehow personally responsible for it, right? It makes you Every go time. nervous for some reason. And, and I'm not. No. <laughs> okay, so Christine, do you have anything for us for Corrections Quarter or is everything perfect in the first half? Oh. Yes, there's just one thing. Okay, um, well, wait. Cyrus has got to like get the music going. Okay. God, he's stoned again. No, we can't <laughs> hear you. Oh my god. Oh it's a good god. thing he got the better mic. 
Look at look what happened to my son. Look at him. You you were fine before, <laughs> Cyrus. What happened? So you know now's a good time actually while Cyrus is figuring things out. No, we still can't hear you. So while we're, he's while he's figuring uh, things out, I think that we should probably be posting some photos of him. Um, Aww. Yeah, you know, kind of develop our own version of, um, you know, a dating app or something like that, but just focus yes. on Cyrus. Just for Cyrus. Think? Just for Cyrus. Yeah. 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 I mean, we got Swipe listeners now that are like, you know, international. Mm. Yep. Someone yep. must be interested. <laughs> <laughs> what a good father you are. <laughs> yeah good boy all right christine are you ready i am Cyrus, start the music okay okay so earlier we talked about um meryl streep's first boyfriend who's also not 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 like his first boyfriend well i mean you know her first serious boyfriend can i say and he was also an actor he was actually born in massachusetts oh so he um, maybe maybe he saw bigfoot too Maybe. And um, I said that his last name was pronounced Kazalis or something. And it's wrong. Eh. So I want to correct. It's Kazal. Kazal. So it's a a self-correction that's going on here. It's a self-correction. Oh, okay. Maybe we can can all reflect on something that we did that was wrong. David, you want to start? have hot takes with you and let you just guide me in a direction <laughs> i don't know if that was so you right. got nothing you've got no self-reflection going on whatsoever on mistakes that you made in the first half so you're perfect I'm, I'm generally perfect okay until you're willing to share i'm not going to share the mistakes that i made okay, okay. cyrus do you have anything that you want to add i, I kind of just feel bad i didn't know like any of the movies we we're talking about that's kind of stupid yeah yeah, you might Except have come off a little bit dumb. You're right. I definitely, <laughs> I, I, I think I'm, I did. I oh, know. that's mean. Yeah. Don't be mean, Dad. <laughs> All right. Not dumb, music. Cyrus. You're super smart. <laughs> Thank you. And kind and, and handsome. No, I need well, to hear if, that. If it's, if it's going to make you feel any better, I mean, I'm sure that for any of our listeners in that demographic of like 20 to 30, when we're mentioning things like Kramer versus Kramer, <laughs> they will have no idea what we're talking about. No, and they not. will not go to wikipedia and check it out either so so you know i didn't yeah sure why so why should anyone else right yeah Yeah. (laughs) and you're actually invested in this somehow yeah yeah (laughs) so david the point of the hot takes was Mm. all around ethics yeah so here we are we're in you know what i keep on doing that we're here we are yeah i don't say i don't say here we are or Weird. What's what's weird? I don't say weird, and I found out that I also say weird. Weird. Yeah, (laughs) I do. It's it's terrible. (laughs) That's a Um, self correction. That's my self correction. Uh, (laughs) I'm gonna say I'm gonna say it's a regional thing, then, and that's why I I say it that way. So it's adorable. Which which region? Uh, a certain street in the West Island. Just uh, (laughs) people who grew up on Normandy. Okay, (laughs) my exact street in my bedroom. <laughs> no one else talks that way. So we're in a um unique situation in Quebec um with our formal schooling um being firmly, firmly entrenched, like much of Canada, uh in 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 religion. Yeah. So all of our formal schools started either Catholic or Protestant, and there were no other public options. Except for, I'd say, I can't remember, I mean, like I wasn't alive at the time, but I, I can't remember 
the dates of when um, the Jewish private schools were started mm. that get some public funding. So a lot of the private schools do get some public funding as well. Yes. But the two big ones were Catholic, Protestant. I went to Protestant, you know, despite the fact that I'm not a Christian. Um, David, you went to Catholic. Yes. Uh, Cyrus went to the so-called secular schools. Christine, you were studying in the States. You did both private and then you did public and public in United States is supposed to be the very firm separation of church and state that's going on. Yes, exactly. Okay. That went on. Yeah, oh, it's it, still going on. You're right. Well, and then there's there's lots of articles that, you know, that talk about how it, it is not separated in any kind of way mm -hmm. um, and that it's the it's basically the dominant religion that that plays through. OK, so mm -hmm. how does this relate to ethics? It relates to ethics in that everything that was discussed in schools as it related to morals or uh, values um, or ethics uh, came from a religious perspective. So whether it was Protestant or whether it was Catholic. And I had to take a course called Catholic Values because okay. you had to make a decision whether you did Catholic or Protestant. Okay. And I had a really, really cool um, lecturer. She was doing her graduate studies. I can't remember her name, but she was really, she was really young and she was really like into her stuff that she was, uh, uh, she, she was teaching and brought a real radical perspective um, to Catholic values. So that was really, you know, an amazing experience. Mm -hmm. So our schools changed from uh, confessional to non-confessional. And with that came a slow change of, going uh, from the prescriptive model to a model that wasn't so set in stone, pun intended, right? <laughs> um, and that it, as opposed to being prescriptive in terms of morals and mm -hmm. values, it was to look at things from an ethical perspective. And through that ethical perspective, you have the ethical lens of then deciding what your you know personal morals are, your personal values are, and then understanding the larger framework of where you live. So even laws, even though laws are prescriptive, the point of the ethics program, you know, was to point out that just because something is a law, it doesn't mean that it's right. That's right. Okay. Yes. So that was a grand experiment. Um, I was supposed to be uh, um, one of the experts. In the ethics program, I had a very, um, very, very minor role in it. In when it was being, uh, it was being put together, a very, very minor role. Um, I helped with the training, uh, and I taught the course ethics and religious culture at university. Uh, but you know, then I was fired, and you know, because I'm unethical. <laughs> so you know, obviously, I did a terrible job, and you guys are all. Please. you know monsters that's why well. they put a stop mm. so quickly like 15 yeah. years and they were like yeah. boom 17 years yeah. 17 years 17 years and, they, years. and yeah. they were boom, like oh my god here. he's a monster let's get rid yeah. of him yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they're, they're quick on the uptake yeah <laughs> <laughs> they let you get so damaged you should sue david uh, <laughs> <laughs> so we are now at a stage where when covid hit the government was in discussion about getting rid of the ethics and religious culture program and i'm not on the i'm not hip to this right now so david yeah. do you know where where we're at with that i 
don't know exactly where we're at. I know that the uh, the intention is to replace it with a, a course uh, entitled uh, Quebec Values. And um, uh, so I believe it's uh, it hasn't been released yet exactly what that, that will look like. I think that next year we're going to see more uh, more details about it. But um, yeah, ERC, Ethics and Religious Culture is on the way out. Beautiful program. It was an absolutely beautiful program. And it's a shame to see it go uh, because it did have built into it this idea of progression uh, for a common good or to, towards a common good, which yeah. was just a, a fantastic way of saying to children, you know, that we're moving there. We're moving to a common good. We haven't achieved all that we should achieve um, and that your generation will do better than, than our generation. did. Absolutely fantastic program. And now it's being trashed. All right. Yeah. Having said that, um, I don't know anyone who goes through an education program does not think that they are role models in some kind of way. Mm. Yeah. Right. I think that's a, that's a fair. Right. Like, no, nobody's nobody's going into it and and saying that. Uh, you know, yeah, don't um, look up to me. I'm yeah, yeah. I'm not a role model. I'm no right? model. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm no Will Smith. You know, <laughs> kids. I'm, I'm kind of a piece Ooh, of shit. Too yeah, soon. Not, too soon. <laughs> I'm kind of a piece of shit, but I teach phys ed, so yeah. it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> so, Christine, what what are your thoughts in terms of you know what is the teacher's responsibility in regards to ethics and um, and students? at any level, elementary or secondary? Well, as, as an educator, you, you, you are teaching um, young students ethics, some kind of um, morality, because, you know, uh, if, if it isn't the parents, um, someone has to teach it. So um, it, it's just as a, mo a role model, right? As a, as a leader, you're, you're modeling what, ethics is all about by how you treat the students, how you treat um, students individually as a collective. Um, it's very important. And yeah. But you, but you say that, but at the same time, you have mentioned that you were in toxic staff rooms. Mm -hmm. So yeah. were you expecting the same thing from your peers? Because I'm sure they yeah. all thought that they were fine upstanding mm -hmm. citizens yes yep um i was i was kind of shocked about that but um i i i think that it's everywhere it's you're going to have people colleagues who behave this way you know in in toxic manner and and speak in ways that i i don't want to you know talk out of out, out of, of school, school. yeah well, no, that's what the, that's but, what we were supposed to be doing in this podcast. Yeah, discouraging. Okay. Or, yeah, yeah. Just what I mean is, I, I'm not going to be specific or name, you know, mm -hmm. people. Of course, I'm just saying that <clears throat> I was shocked at the level of conversations that were happening about students instead of about the course itself. Oh, you know, something like that didn't go as planned. You know, I'm going to have to start yeah. over and. You know, I, I thought I did a really good job building this, developing this unit and it's not working. Instead, it was yeah. 
gossip about yeah. students. And that really, really, really bugged me. John, John Gatto said that. John Gatto in, in yeah. the, uh, in, what was the name of the book, Christine? Help against, me. against schools. No. D- no. Was dumbing is down. Was down. And, and dumbing is down. He uh, said that he was, he's never been in a staff room where he witnessed a group of teachers talking about like the newest educational theory. Hmm. Like he's, he's never seen that happen. And right. I have to admit that I've seen some really good staff rooms where you hear that stuff going on and you're really, you're really taken aback. And so being yeah. taken aback, um, I, I think means that it's not regular, yeah. you know, that, that not all staff rooms are, are like that. No, I, I get that. And I'm not, I'm no angel, you know, sometimes I did have problems with students, but I was trying to find a solution. Me, for me, it was like bouncing the ball and saying, look, um, can you help me? What can I do about this? Blah, blah, blah. It wasn't about, oh, this one's like, that's wrong, you know? Hmm. Um, and, and you do the best you can because we're human. We're going to make mistakes. We're going to say things that we regret. And, you know, but if I ever did to a student, I always apologized. I, I did my best to, you know, to model that kind of right and wrong in, mm-hmm. in, in my classes. And I'm sure we've, we've all been there. Okay. So David, um, yeah. <laughs> yes, what we got? Poor, poor wow. David. yes, yes but, I'm David. Yes. Um, hi. Present. We, mm-hmm. we know about the problems that'll go on in staff rooms with unprofessional behavior yeah so-called yeah. unprofessional behavior or you mm-hmm. know in the case of gossiping about kids that's clearly un- unprofessional behavior yeah but what is the professional behavior that would lead us to believe that teachers have a strong understanding of ethics mm-hmm. um in which the understanding is so strong that we think, oh, they're doing a job that perhaps some parents aren't doing. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, I'm trying to to process exactly like like what what exactly what I said. What, trying uh, to process what I said. Yeah, I'm trying, yeah. To, trying to no, but like so. If well, let's I'm, get, look, what I'm trying to say is yeah. let's get back to the to the conversation of of like of ethics what, of of teachers. Yeah of teachers understanding ethics mm-hmm. like what is the expectation on teachers or it, what's, if, what does no, it look what, like in practice what should it be i don't yeah. know what the expect i think the expectation yeah. is the same kind of expectation that we had in the christian or protestant schools yeah i don't think you, know, you, you have that something much. that's prescriptive somebody's given you something yeah. you do it um i think why? i think the expectation is that the teacher isn't just modeling in their own behavior the concept of like pursuit of common good, but they're engaging their students in what that means. Not it's not just like here's the example, pick up on all the subtleties and and you'll get it. Get it. It's it's meant to be a dialogue and it's meant to be openly um, explored um, on the surface, not just not just below the surface in terms of like a a, a model. Uh, wait, wait, you said on the surface, not just I think like, the <laughs> I think it's meant to be discussed with students, not just um, 
the teacher is not just meant to present a model of good ethical behavior, but they yeah. are also meant to engage yeah. uh, students in what that means. I, I agree. Okay, what's a model of good ethical behavior? Okay. Um, uh, okay. <laughs> um, don't don't disparage students behind their back. Um, well, that's that's kind of a rule, though. Yeah. Okay. That is. That's, that's not. That's not ethics. That's that's a rule. That's like yeah. a um, a common um, mm-hmm. understanding of privacy. Yeah. Okay. Right. Just do so it that's anyways. Not, that's not <laughs> ethics. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Some of them do. No, they really do. Yeah. They do. Yeah. It's true. And so do. By the way, I've I've said this so many times that teachers should be more like um, uh, you know doctors and nurses. And then I had a few students who yeah. would raise their hand and say, look, my mom or my dad or someone in my family is a nurse and they talk a lot about just behind their backs. Because <laughs> you're not in it, you don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So because you, you don't hear it, you're making the assumption that they're yeah. not talking about that big boil that you have on your butt, mm-hmm. you know, when they go. Yeah, yeah, but <laughs> there's some confidentiality that is. But, but, they, but yeah, carried, you know, yeah. there is some some things that they, yeah. they do talk about. So like, what is the ethics aspect that people are engaging in Mm -hmm. that makes them role models? Well, like if we look at ethics as like exploration towards the common good, I'm trying to think of like, how would you model that? so to speak well it's pursuit pursuit in the the pursuit program it was pursuit pursuit of the common good and just using that language means that it's 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 out there right you're you're not Mm -hmm. you know you're not reproducing the common good but it's the pursuit of the recognition we're not there yet to be attained yes yeah okay uh i think like uh speaking from an elementary perspective um in terms of um exploring conflict between students, uh, um, finding ways to present, um, to, to move away from like, who's right, this person's right, this person's wrong, or this person's right, this person's wrong. And like, look at the bigger picture of what is the conflict? Why is there conflict? And how can we move away from a community of classroom, uh, as a classroom of a microcosm of a community? And how can we move away from conflict towards uh something where we're all supporting each other um why would we want to move away from conflict uh move away from um con like conflict for conflict's sake or petty conflict or something that is preventing um preventing students from uh, seeing each other as uh equals that are working together like like towards community uh support i think i think conflict can can get in the way of that at times so okay that's making the assumption that these things exist and that there's there's like a glitch in what's going on and people are slightly out of line and Uh, uh, yeah and that all you know you as a teacher you're just kind of like guiding that person back into the line Okay. Which ends up becoming a rut because everyone's walking in the same line. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, I mean, to me, when I hear ethics, mm-hmm. 
ethics to me is is conflict. It's going to be um, a discussion that's going to make people's morals and values feel uncomfortable. Okay. But it's not always possible with kids because yeah. even if you break up a conflict between two, and I've been in this situation, I'm sure David has too, you know, um, kids are more emotionally expressive. So they're yelling at each other. They're, you know, they're not being rational or, or listening to reason. So I think what David was saying, and I'm not speaking for David, but mm -hmm. what I understood is you have to separate that so that, you know, the, the learning can continue because other students are waiting, you know, are waiting for you to do something. Like, are you going to stop them from yelling at each other and throwing things? Or, you know, is this a free-for-all in that sense? So yeah. if they were a little bit older, maybe you could say, okay, here's the problem. Can you guys work it out? Let's see. Or, no, or like, can we challenge our, our ideals towards exactly. something? But I, I think I was, I was kind of trapped on like, what is a, a teacher modeling something uh, look like? That's kind of where yeah. my, my direction went. But in, in terms of what you're talking about, in terms of just ethical discussion discussion and it, it challenge and conflicts and discomfort being necessary i i hope that my point didn't uh, didn't sound like i don't agree with that because i i do yeah, um yeah i think clear. i think especially when you're looking at it as like we haven't gotten there yet um it can't help but view uh view as ethics as like conflict has to be baked in because we're trying to break from our own norms in order to pursue something that is not yet attained mm. yeah I'm, I'm not seeing a lot of that honestly um i'm okay. seeing a lot of very nice people um going into education and then they get um, they get i'm trying to be careful with my language um a few moments later yeah like, <laughs> i love it I, thanks cyrus <laughs> well I, I'm, I'm trying to think of a word mm -hmm. okay they get intimidated well, they get yeah intimidated. I, i'm gonna say it, yeah it by, by yeah by uh faculty when they're getting their degrees yeah. that mm -hmm. there is a certain kind of comportment there's a lot of mixed yeah. messages that they get they don't mm -hmm. understand entirely how they're supposed to apply many of the ideas that they're being introduced to they're also in a location where they're not seeing those kinds of ideas really applied um so there's a very uh, there, there's very little ethical conversations that go on um when they start as soon as, as soon as they start off as soon as they decide to become teachers there's not a lot of ethical conversations that are going on i agree with that yeah. so now they get they get into the field and um they're worried about getting tenure they're worried about making sure they have a job uh in the fall or so they're they just not confident the yeah they're, they're just they're just space. trying to hang on they're just trying to yeah. hang on and it's so much easier to say i'm going to teach from like a catholic values perspective or a mm -hmm. protestant morals perspective they're yeah. you know basically i think they're good um and um i can put them forward and mm -hmm. not really risk anything because let's yeah. be honest you're not risking anything if you're following the catholic yeah. values the dominance, the dominance yeah, of like 1985 like you're not yeah. risking anything like if we go back to that there's no risks 
no ethics requires requires um risks sometimes i mean depending on what you know depending on what the subject is right yeah Mm -hmm. and i i just don't see that occurring i I, there's some absolutely amazing Mm. examples um that i've seen um pre-service teachers and you know young teachers do in the field but they got in trouble for their ethical stance yeah they did like every everyone if i gave you if i did we did the you know talking um you know telling tales out of schools i'll i'll i could tell you stories of teachers in the field and you'll go wow they're heroes and universally they got in trouble for for taking an ethical stance yeah yeah well so so maybe we shouldn't be thinking yeah maybe we shouldn't be thinking of teachers um teaching you know uh, ethics as Mm -hmm. like a dialogue maybe we should be only assuming that they're teaching you know morals or normalized uh values yeah quebec values yeah Um, no i think i think if if like if discomfort is baked into the the whole process um but discomfort means like if you're putting your students in discomfort or you are engaging them in an, in an uncomfortable way with with uh, ideas that might be challenging or difficult to contend with um and there's like there's always the fear in your back of your mind of like are they going home with that is this going to come back from the parents who aren't a part of this discussion and therefore right. are missing at least some context they're at least one step removed how is this going to uh, play out? And the risk, uh, like the risk shouldn't be on your career. It should be on, like we're having a risky discussion because we are challenging our expectations of who we are and what society is. And that's like an internal risk, yeah. but it, it, it manifests as an external, like professional risk. And yeah, like, I don't think people get over that fear. And I think like the people that are most likely to push that boundary, the young ones, the ones that are starting out, it's like, because each generation has, gets things a little further mm-hmm. are also the ones that are least likely. And then by the time you are comfortable enough to like voice those, those perspectives, there might be much better, like, like that, that, that line could be pushed much further, but now you're, you're entrenched, you're comfortable and you're setting that standard. Hopefully you're setting it forward, but uh, like maybe there's there's better voices below who are also going through that same fear and not not expressing or not pushing that boundary. Well, I I don't think that there there is an expectation from society that teachers should be doing that anyway. Mm-hmm. No, de- I, I, definitely not. That's why the the parent fear is something on my mind a lot because if they don't if that if our role is not viewed that way then is this going to be a major pushback am i going to become like persona non grata and do i have an administrator that's going to back me up and support me if this does come uh go go around and escalate to that direction in that direction Hmm. i'm last night on cyrus's birthday i took him uh to for dinner at the casual spore so for 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 those that don't know what what the casual spore is outside of uh of quebec Quebec. it's a 
it's a restaurant it's a chain sports bar. it's about it's a sports bar and yeah, um bar. yeah you know it's a, it's a it's a fairly regular sports bar but one thing casual spore figured out around 10 years ago uh was how to have uh gender neutral bathrooms mm-hmm. they figured it out around 10 years ago you know or more and the bathrooms are just it's one single bathroom with a series of stalls that are very private and then a communal area where you wash your hands so everyone enters the same place you go into your stall you know yeah that and there's a separate place for urinals basically yeah and and it's from top to bottom you know like so it's a very private space you know they figured it out and i hear at the university that i used to teach at um students when i i question them on this like well what's so radical about the space that you're 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 studying in and they'll say oh you know uh, five years ago or six years ago we got the first gender neutral bathroom and i'm like what so you're you're literally at a university that's like six years behind a sports bar and this is radical (laughs) like this isn't radical what's your next radical thing uh super spicy chicken wings like what what is the next thing you're gonna say sounds pretty good to me (laughs) (laughs) like what is what's the radical aspect of this Mm-hmm. And and I think it's because a lot of these education spaces having a conversation about ethics um, will involve conflict and then that will hurt people's feelings. Um, therefore, you're not allowed to have real ethical conversations. Mm. Thoughts? It's It's certainly difficult. It's not something that most people... Um, it's not something that most people think about, let alone discuss, you know, especially um, when we're talking about education. And um, yeah, it's a very difficult, it's difficult conversations, you know? I'm trying to, well, those don't exist. (laughs) They don't exist. They they really don't. So that's, that's the, that's the, you know, the beauty of having like, ethical conversations um is to feel uncomfortable yes yeah, so we know that but yeah. not everyone knows that but it, mm-hmm. it seems like nobody knows that though mm-hmm. because these conversations aren't happening yeah. so you say things like difficult conversations it becomes a buzzword yeah i know and and then you turn it into something that is prescriptive and then if you move outside of everybody's comfort zone because it becomes prescriptive, then you're not going to make any kind of ethical changes. It's not no, going to happen. Absolutely, It's not happening. But I think that cer- certain people have a talent, like a, a talent to, to begin those conversations and mm-hmm. certain people like yourself. And, and I don't know about I was David. fired. <laughs> but it doesn't matter it doesn't matter Boom, you're... 17 years no the yeah. point, that's not the point the point is christopher you did it and and that's the point it's not the point that you know in the end something you know x happened yeah but i um, did it and it didn't work in the system that's supposed to be a space i know where you're supposed to be doing this kind of right. stuff right but right? the more so- the more that we hear this sorry i'm i'm interrupting you today the more that we do this the more this generation of teachers and the next generation and so on 
will see that modeling and will take up that banner. That's what or, I believe. Or they'll be petrified because they'll yeah. say, look what happened to that person. <laughs> Not always, because I have, I have, I have had undergrad students that have said, no, I'm going to push for this and I'm going to keep fighting and blah, blah, blah. And yeah, there are some that, no, it's not something that I can do. That's all right. But uh, the See, point the, is there are people like out there. I, I, I think that whenever we say the system is the problem with young teachers going into the field, mm -hmm. Uh, where they're not allowed to engage in ethical discussions. They got to keep mm. everything on the straight and narrow. They got to repeat um, whatever, yeah, we have total line, whatever, uh, you know, event that's happening today, yeah. the teachable moment is always going to be based on something that came out in yesterday's newspaper. That's right. Um, and mm. is safe, uh, safe enough to talk about. Yeah. Um, and I think that we do a huge disservice by constantly saying it's the system as, to, as opposed to pointing out individuals within the system and saying, you know, we got to call out uh, Tim, you know, Charlie, Betty yeah. and yeah. Karen, you know, whatever. <laughs> like, yeah. like there are people that, that need to be called out on this because they're not allowing for real ethical discussions to happen. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And when we don't do that, you, we, we can look at any, anything that's gone on with teachers who have tried to do something yeah. Yeah. Um, that is pushing um, today's values into a new area. So they're trying to have ethical conversations with their mm -hmm. students. Mm -hmm. we we never see the person who is giving them the most problems um as somebody that's put forward in any kind of way so it's it's we're not telling those tales out of school like we should be i think telling those tales out of school mm -hmm. um because i i i don't really know what's happening in schools in any way where i'd be able to say I feel strongly that teachers are free to be the kind of leaders and role models in ethics that I think they should be. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Sarah, does that make sense to you? <laughs> Makes perfect sense to me. Does it? Yeah. Yeah. What did I just <laughs> say then? Uh, teachers should be role models in schools today no that's not what i said <laughs> <laughs> Shit. i love it okay He's let's trying. let's let's yeah. let's go back to what you used to have to have in order to become a teacher yeah. so when my wife got hired in the catholic school board um it was through um a part-timer at mcgill university who was still working in the Catholic school board and he was on loan on service loan to McGill university. He was teaching a class and he went to, he was part of administration said, we really need to get this person uh, to work within our system. Okay. But she's not Catholic. And so the first thing that HR said was we need a letter from your priest to attest that you are a person of, you know, of, of a high moral standard. And she was like, Jeez. and a Catholic priest. And she's like, well, I'm not Catholic. 
<laughs> and they were like, well, you need to get a letter. And, and like, because it was something that just needed to be filled out in HR. And she just kept on saying, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm not Catholic. And then it got to a point where there was the, the change was going to happen anyway to from confessional so, to, you know, non-denominational. Yeah. So that that was happening. Yeah. But there are still lots of places in the world where you need, let's say, a letter from your mayor or a letter from your clergy whoever that you know whatever that denomination is you well, need you, to have we have the the police um checkup you know the background check right yeah that that that, that what does place. that mean does that really mean anything right no it's just saying that you know this person is not wanted yeah been has not been or, convicted of a felony you know? or if has have been really like it's all yeah. it's um like i don't know yeah, I tried to use that defense. Yeah. It didn't work. I tried no. to say, like, I've never done anything. So, <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it doesn't say much. It doesn't yeah. say much. It's, it's, uh, it's, do, do we need something like that? Do we, mm-hmm. do we need to have a letter from an authority saying that you are a person of good moral standard? I think it's, it's just symbolic to like anyone who's looking into it. Like, there's, it's comforting the idea that oh, like oh there's an external party of police we trust the police and they they mm-hmm. looked into this and it's all good <laughs> so this person can definitely yeah because you know there are the like bastions of of ethical behavior yeah yeah the- <laughs> or or like or the mayor or or yeah. your yeah, MA or your mp or and how would or they know how would they the know Catholic unless- church yeah <laughs> <laughs> how would these people you know um, how would they know you? If your mayor, you know, do you play pinochle with him on the weekends? Yeah. I, I, I right? don't know. I, I don't know. Look, I, I mean, I know that they, they, they don't know them. I'm not, I'm not saying that. I mm. don't know what the answer is because it seems to be that the system that we have in place um, is so um <laughs> is so afraid of any kind of a change whatsoever mm. that these to me are not ethical spaces. Mm. Well, you said yourself, like we only get, like if we're addressing something, it's, it's yesterday's. Something. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like we're, we're the thing that like, if we were true ethical spaces, we'd be the thing that was the first space where whatever conversation that led to change in society took place yeah we are the last place because they're like it's only when society en masse has like developed enough comfort Mm. with certain ideas that they can so like i i was uh in elementary school in the 1990s high school in the early 2000s and the first time i heard about residential schooling was in university um it wasn't talked about at all and now it's talked about a lot, but it's still it's talked about as if like it's something of the past. Right. And back then it was the last school that closed in 1996. They're not talking about it in 1997. That's way too risky. They're talking about it when now we can say, well, like we've learned from the past. Look how much better we are as a society. We've grown. And it, like the onus and blame have dissipated. Exactly. And, it's yeah. it's it's what Tuck and Yen call that move to innocence. Right. Mm-hmm. It's in the past. We're doing better now, but they never talk about the lingering effects, the ongoing impacts that continue, 
you know, for many indigenous uh, communities mm-hmm. all over Canada, right? I, I, I have a very strong belief that children have a much better sense of having conversations that are ethical in nature um, mm. because they're more open to the idea of their minds being changed. And simple. Mm. It's simple for them. It makes yeah. sense, right? It's, yeah. You, and so when we would like, when, for instance, if I taught phys ed and, you know, we didn't, we didn't shy away. In fact, I encouraged the idea of changing rules. Mm-hmm. So if we were playing European handball and it, it seemed, it became apparent that there were like, 10 kids in the class that were really good, but 10 kids in the class were suffering and having no fun whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. You know, we did actually sit down and have conversations and say, well, how can we modify the rules in order for everyone to participate? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, and they would come up with the rules. They would, Absolutely. they would do it. And they were a closer group because of that. Mm-hmm. So we, we did better not following the rules. <laughs> by mm-hmm. saying like we don't need to follow like yeah. this book yeah. this handbook of like you know European official rules <laughs> of you know European handball I remember one parent actually got mad at me because he was like a big fan of European handball and he came in and he saw that the rules had been modified and he was like yeah, yeah, you rules. yeah you can't modify the rules I'm like do you, do you think like any of these kids are going to go on exactly like have a career in like yeah, european it, it, handball the, yeah my yeah, kid the olympics <laughs> yeah the olympics. Like, what, what, what is your problem like if you want to do this yeah. at home do it at home or something like yeah. that mm-hmm. exactly. but but they're way more open to those kinds of conversations yeah. and mm-hmm. um I, I don't think we we give enough credit to to young, i mean really young people um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, in elementary schools being able to handle this kind of stuff and I'm i don't, sure. I don't you know i, I think I don't... it's not necessarily about them not being able to handle it i think a, a part of it is that the like people at home don't want the, the idea that like oh my kid's being warped my kid's mm-hmm. uh perspective is being like tainted by all this it's that the parents and the current generation can't handle it and yeah yeah that's, that's yeah it's like oh i don't i don't want my i don't want my kid to come home and say did grandma go to a school that was all white <laughs> you know and then <laughs> why are they ruining yeah. things for us why do they yeah. have to point out the truth <laughs> yeah. and they, they don't want to have that conversation mm-hmm. it's yeah. they're they're yeah. the ones in their homes that don't want to have the conversation yeah absolutely they don't want but i to still but i still think david that these conversations are not happening at school I think so too. I think you're you're right about that. Yeah. I, I, um, can we make this more? Can we make this the beginning of asking our listening audience um, for a little interaction? I'd like our listening audience to weigh in on this. You know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Do we have an address where people can write in and mean say like, what they think? You mean like a Facebook page? Yeah, something mm-hmm. like yeah, that. Yeah, we do. Great. Yeah. So how do our listeners get in touch with us? Dave Cyrus. is going to be talking about that. <laughs> Great. I was just about to ask Cyrus because he's got, he's got such an eloquent speaking voice. Well, why would Cyrus uh, know? He's not all about Facebook. You're about Facebook, David. No, I'm not. You're wearing a <laughs> Facebook shirt right now. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're yeah. Okay, he fine. Is not. All right. <laughs> 
They'll look you for us. You caught me on the t-shirt. <laughs> I just, I really like Meta. I'm a big supporter of Meta. It's actually crossed out Facebook with a hand yeah. marker. And... <laughs> <laughs> I just drew a big like infinity sign. <laughs> Okay, let me uh, let me look into this because um, yeah. So on Facebook, our page is called the Insubordinate Teacher Podcast. You can go find it. The same logo is is there. Right <laughs> yeah, look forward by the logo. Yeah, look forward by the <laughs> yeah, logo. That's how you find logo. logo and name. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. It. We, we'll probably uh, uh, include the hyperlink in the description. I assume. Yeah, sure. I think that would be <laughs> you assume. I assume, I assume we'll do that. He's Someone will do that. He's the technical guy, by the way. <laughs> yeah, but I'm the sure engineer. That, yeah. Christine, I'm sure that there are individual stories. And 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 that's yeah, that's that's why people go into education. Mm-hmm. And uh, I point this out to students when I was allowed to work with students all the time. Not that I'm not allowed to work with students. So I don't want to put that yeah, out yeah. there. Come on, like, that's <laughs> not, not even close. Cut that, cut that, uh, cut that. <laughs> but, you know, people go into teaching depending on what generation they come from. And they'll say like, oh, I really love Dead Poet Society. And that character mm-hmm. was, you know, such an influence on me. And I go, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he was fired at the end. Right. <laughs> like, like all of those yeah. movies have the same kind of like theme mm-hmm. uh, and same end. Right. Yep. It's they're the one person in the school and they're fighting against the system. And yeah. there's an administrator that's out to get them. And then yeah. there's four teachers that dislike them. There's one teacher that thinks the good teacher's hot. And, right. and and in all those stories either they get fired or they they have their big moment um mm-hmm. and typically they, they end up yeah they, they walk away they leave but they're renegades right? they're always renegades always 100%. absolutely because it, it's yeah. it's kind of true mm-hmm. it's kind of true it's it's true that when you make a stand in i guess any institution um and you make a stand because by virtue of the fact that you're making a stand, you're making a stand against something, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to pay the price. Yeah. You're going to pay the price. Because we really don't live in uh, a space where people are allowed to have uncomfortable conversations or difficult conversations or whatever bullshit words they're using yeah. right now. I agree. I agree. We don't. It's, they're they're not. No one's disrupting no one's yeah. having difficult conversations. There's no radical care going yeah. on. None of this stuff is happening. It's not mm-hmm. happening. And, and I'm not saying there's not individual people who are banging their head against the wall trying to get it to happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they're working huh. against a lot of other people. Yeah. Fuck mm-hmm. saying it's an institution all the time. Yeah, they're yeah. working against a lot of people, individuals who have rallied together to make sure that stuff isn't going to change. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that filters down to teachers in classrooms yeah. who recognize that it is difficult to engage in ethical conversations with their students because there's going to be a risk. That's my opinion. Yeah. That's 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 how I see things. I see mm-hmm. things that you've got people 
especially I think of a younger generation who really have the tools and they want to do something that they think is good. But I think there's just a lot more people above them and next to them (laughs) who are telling them to stay in the rut and to not move out of it. Mm -hmm. So what should happen then? I don't call to action. Yeah. Oh, well, well I, I mean, a call to action. That, there's another buzzword. I that that yeah. that depressed me as soon as you said that. Yeah, for you. <laughs> some kind of action, right? Yeah, you just need to think outside of the box. We need yeah. a paradigm. Break shift. the paradigm. You know, <laughs> synergy. <laughs> yeah, oh it's it's terrible because yeah. all of these things that are great ideas end up becoming like trademark co-opted. Yeah, yeah co-opted, and and they don't mean anything anymore. Um, so I, you know, we start off the conversation by asking about like how do you teach ethics, and then you realize at least to me, it's incredibly difficult to do it in the space that people are in. And it's not, again, it's not the bricks and the mortar. Um, Mm -hmm. It's not the uh, lead paint that's slowly seeping into you. It's not (laughs) the asbestos that you're breathing in in the schools every day. (laughs) Carbon monoxide. (laughs) It's it's other people uh, who are stopping you from doing anything that makes them uncomfortable. Exactly. David and scene. (laughs) David, do you think you can do a wrap up? Okay. Um, Wait, wait for the music. Yeah. Cyrus. Okay. All right. So, David, David, David. Yes. 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 (laughs) This is, this is your wrap up. Yeah. This is your theme, right? You, this was a big, messy conversation. Yeah. And I need you to bring it all together for everyone. Oh, boy. Yeah. Okay, okay. So you just come in anytime you want. And if you feel the need, again, because okay. we're talking about radical schools, if you feel the need to rap during <laughs> Dave's wrap up, then please do. Yeah. yeah. We oh, don't goodness. have enough <laughs> white people <laughs> rapping in this world. There is enough, there's never enough. Right? No. Oh okay. my god. Cyrus, drop Wait. the beat. Okay. Oh my goodness. Feel okay. It Is that loud okay. enough? Is that good? I just gotta, oh, stop talking. Gotta feel Cyrus. the flow. Gotta feel oh. this. Alright. Okay. Talking ethics. It's a mess. Difficult times, difficult voices. Are they heard? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> and Cyrus. Oh, God. Oh, my God. I love that. Yeah. Thank you for cutting right there. Yeah. <laughs> Shit, you left him hanging. Oh, what happened, Cyrus? No. It doesn't matter. That was, that was as good as I'm ever going to get. <laughs> wow, Dave, that was quite a mic drop at the end. I'm, I know. Who's your influence? Uh, let's see. Uh, Kanye, but only recent Kanye. Right, right. But minimalist Yay. Kanye, though, right? Yay. Minimalist, yeah. right? <laughs> and what was like, yeah. just let's get to the core of what you wanted to say in those three words. Uh, I think it speaks for itself. <laughs> <laughs> 
doesn't All right. remember. Doesn't a lot, remember. Of, really a lot of post-production is going to have to be used in I mean, this like, podcast. I just like, when it's coming out of me, I don't, I can't even go back. I get into a fugue state. It's just oh my God. <laughs> Okay. Um, to wrap things up, uh, you know, besides the Dave wrap up, um, Christine is one of these people that insists on using uh, Mac um, yes. computers yes. phones yes bathtubs i don't know whatever else she yeah. has around the house whatever else she has that's that's yeah. you know max stuff she is very concerned with our listeners uh on the apple, apple. system i don't know what's what it's yeah. called apple it's podcasts the, the apple podcasts and mm-hmm. she's got a few nasty words for you people She's angry. So, Christine, what do you want to tell these young Apple punks? Uh, I want to tell them uh, just wait because um, I'm going to start sending this stuff your way. Just be wow. patient. It's coming. Wow. <laughs> I'm not angry with that them. Is you, you're, that you're the threat is chilling. That's chilling. That's scary. It she would chilling. like you to leave some reviews. Yes, that's what I'm saying, but it's yeah. coming. It's coming. coming. What's coming? I need the reviews. I need the logo. I need Yasi to send me mm-hmm. the logo. I sent you all the specs and I'm still waiting. Okay. I can't I can't publish it until we have that logo. And I showed you the screenshot. Did you even look at the screenshot? Yes, I did, but then I lost okay. interest in it because it was Apple. <laughs> well, I can't, they won't let me publish it. Until I put the logo I want, in the I don't, I don't even want Apple listeners. <laughs> I do. We've heard that Spotify has comments as well. So we're, Spotify we're all has good. comments? Apparently oh, well, so. Well, I can't see yeah. them. You're it, the, it has you're a the star one who's system. controlling that. It has a, it has a rating system. And, okay, so you know, what are our reviews on Spotify then? Um, a lot of people are saying uh, once again that uh, Cyrus sounds like he's stoned most of the time. Um, oh, that's that, not true. That Cyrus, David don't listen to is, him. He's so is annoying. the hot ticket in the group. He's right, the and I'm an old. I'm an old. Yeah, yeah and they just they just completely forget about me most of the time. They just, they just, and how about me? Hello. Yeah, you just said that they said you were old. <laughs> <laughs> You just said it yourself. Come on, you've been there. You've clearly great. seen it. That's great. That's I don't even know wonderful. these things exist. Why are you asking me? Oh, you're and, so mean. <laughs> and then we had the um we need to uh remind people that we do have a Facebook page. Yeah, and a page. Yeah, to please go to the Facebook page. Um I don't know why we're asking them to please go to the Facebook page either. You know, if yeah, you want to go to the exactly. Facebook page, go to the Facebook page. If you don't want That's to go to the fine. Facebook page, don't you can go to leave. Facebook you page. can leave nice comments, angry yeah. comments. Go ahead. Yeah, lay it on. But us. we we love you, and and we're very <laughs> I sensitive. Don't, I don't know. I wouldn't go so far as love, but okay. The other thing that I've I've been thinking a lot about, and now's the time for me to say it because we're at okay. podcast nine. And now is the time for me to point yeah. out we don't have a sponsor. Where, no, where's our right. sponsor? This is our yeah. episode nine. Yeah, episode and we don't have nine. a sponsor. So, we don't have a sponsor. Like, we don't have, like... Yeah, when HB. are we going to start monetizing the whole... Yeah, why exactly. don't we have, like, HB Pencils as our sponsor? Right. 
Exactly. You know, uh, hard black pencils. Hard yeah. black pencils. Yeah. You know, what are, what other things yeah. could could we, we stickers? We, we might Rainbow well stickers. Rainbow stickers erasers, and unicorn stickers. What, what about those little like binders that have sequins on it and when you you you, yes. you rub your hand one way and yes. it changes pictures that's, yeah. that's generic what generic sparkle binders there we yes. go yes are, so this is this is this is gonna happen all right this all right. is a call to action this generic is a call to action <laughs> i want to have fake sponsors okay by at least sponsors. episode 20 okay all okay. right so i would like all of the listeners all 13 of you <laughs> to find somebody in your life that has a company and say would you like fake sponsor the insubordinate teacher you don't you're not giving them any money no yeah and in fact you may lose clients <laughs> but they need it's a risk yeah they need yeah. fake sponsors and okay so what i'm going to do is i'm going to start writing some ads uh, based mm -hmm. on people I know that have companies as a threat. Oh. <laughs> it's a threat. So, so I'm, yeah. I'm saying like, if you value your company, your clientele, it's better to work with us than work <laughs> against us. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I'm going to just start making fake okay. commercials. Okay. Yeah. This is how most support. podcasts get there because there's support. Yeah, right? you know, yeah. there's some podcasts that actually like they support other podcasts. <laughs> yeah, have you really? heard that? No. Yeah, they no. do. Like, oh, myth. this podcast is brought to you from I don't know, last podcast on the left or something oh, like that. Okay. You know. All right. So the 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 big kids are supporting the little kids. Uh, you heard that? I see. Oh. You heard okay, that? They're yeah, yeah. They're yeah. encouraging. They're encouraging. Clients. I don't like that. So okay. what I want, <laughs> <laughs> what I want is companies that will fake support us. <laughs> yeah. Fake support us. Okay. You heard it here, folks. All right. Fake and if you us. don't, I'm going to have them real support you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> With a fake ad. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, there's it. a threat there. Yeah. It's embedded in there. I, I think yeah. it's pretty yeah, yeah. obvious. Yeah, you can sparse it out. It's there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I'm just going to start randomly picking on somebody and then claiming that their company supports us. I, okay. I don't think, I don't think like everything's free, right? In like, yeah. I mean, in terms of you have pure freedom, yeah. right? In podcasts. Yeah. Like all, all company names are Creative Commons. That's, yeah. that's how it is. Right. Yeah. Like I can, I can yeah. say that we are, um, we are fully uh, supported by Nabisco products and that's yeah. fine. Right? Public domain. Public domain. Yeah. yeah. That's it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Anything else? That's it. No, this is great. No. Sarge right. just looks sad. Oh, he's just, he's just, um, he's a little he's... bit confused because of the tech technical well, he's, issues he's also wondering what what does this these these fake real commercials entail for him because yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure this is... like i'm taking he off doesn't, he doesn't do this man. stuff i do this stuff uh, why do okay. you think it's him right. why okay. cyrus admit because it admit that i do this stuff. he's Come the on, engineer admit it cyrus he's the conductor, he's the conductor. Say it, cyrus. say it 
My it's microphone okay. doesn't work. You don't, you don't <laughs> have to <laughs> say anything. We're under threat. <laughs> we understand you're under duress. I, All right, let's, let's I have wrap to contact this up. Let's say goodbye. We are wrapped up. We're done. I mean, this yeah, is you heard my rap. cut out anyway. We're, we're still recording, so why don't we say goodnight, as we usually do. Goodbye. Right. Yeah. So from me, Stone. Christine. David. Half person. Yeah. Oh, no, oh. you're the conductor. Yeah. <laughs> the conductor. Then the train oh, is just off the truck. Bye. 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 Just off the rails. Oops. Hey, the insubordinate teacher would like to thank all the people at freesound.org for putting up such amazing sounds that we're all allowed to use. It's made our job trying to be creative a lot easier. And I'm sure for all the teachers out there, you're going to be able to use this too and come up with some creative ideas in your classroom. So check it out, freesound.org. Uh, go to the merch section, buy a shirt. I did. Donate some money. I did. Be thankful there are people out there who are creative and are trying to inspire other people to be creative too. And check out our Facebook page where you can find the references for all the cool sounds we use. And of course, thank you to the Rude Boys of Shiraz for that awesome opening song. So, bye! Hey everyone, so I'm supposed to warn you that like this podcast is about the Broadfield education, but it's a comedy thing as well. So it's got like satire stuff in it, and sometimes bad words are used like fuck, asshole, or shit, but stuff like that. No words worse than fuck. Yeah, no, I, I think no words worse than fuck are used. Anyways, people on this podcast don't really represent any institution, like, whatsoever, so don't be all, ah, over what's being said, just be chill, calm down, and relax, bro, it's gonna be fun, okay?